Welcome to episode 22 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Amber. And I'm Danny. In this episode, we're going to talk about arcades and arcade games. But before that, let's talk about any updates from the fam this week, starting with Amber. Oh, well, um, as a non-family update, um, the new... The next Magic the Gathering set, Dominaria United, just started its uh, spoiler season, which means that um, you can like go online and find some of the new cards. And it's pretty neat to see what kind of play style is coming in the new in the new um, release. And um, we're going back to Dominaria, which was a previous set, which I didn't play, but. I know is a popular one. So lots of story there um, and some interesting cards. Cool. All right, Danny, over to you. Nothing much for me. Been a pretty busy week, but as a family, we did go to the arcade last night. That's, yeah. a, t- that's a timely trip to the arcade just before doing an arcade episode on the podcast. No, not planned. That's pretty cool. You also, <laughs> uh, we just picked you up some... Some Xbox, some cheap Xbox games, right? Yeah. Ooh, what games taking, did you get? You're going to be taking an Xbox to uh, to your dorm with you. And we loaded you up. GameStop had the four games for 20 bucks deal going on. Yeah. So uh, got some got some good, good games. You remember what you got? I got Injustice 2, which will be pretty Batman? fun. Uh, yeah, like the okay. DC fighting game. Oh, okay. fun. And then I got a racing game. Do you remember what that was called? Was that pro- it was Project Cars, right? Yeah. Okay. And then it's a pretty popular one. The one with multiple games in it. Oh, the Rare Replay. Yeah, that one. So Rare Rare is a developer that uh, did most of their games for the Xbox 360 back in the day, and this is like 30 games from their. Uh, history all in one disc and that includes the ever so popular and family geekery favorite game of viva pinata (gasps) i'm coming over (laughs) that was quite the gasp (laughs) it's like someone call 911 (laughs) she just lost all of her oxygen We are never to say Viva Pinata again. Amber will go blue in the face. Yeah, and then the last game we got was Song of the Deep, which I never heard of, but it looked cute. Yeah, I remember that one coming out. I never played it, but it did look cute, so I'll be interested to find out what you say about that. Nice. I grabbed some uh, some games at the same time. I went over to the PlayStation 4 bin, and the PlayStation 4 bin had a lot better quality games than the Xbox bin. That's just sad, but I picked up a couple cheapies. Um, but yeah, other than that, I finished the uh, the book I was reading, the Ready Player Two, and I highly recommend it to anybody that enjoyed Ready Player One, and I recommend it to people that didn't enjoy Ready Player One. Which but is read, probably nobody. Read read the first one first, and then read the second one. But I did that. Uh, we we built a computer. Yeah. Amber. Amber and I built a computer 
And we recorded that and we threw it up on YouTube. And as we're speaking, it's still processing the HD video, which it's been <laughs> doing for quite some time. And I don't know if it's ever going to stop. But uh, once it does, I'll, I'll put that live so that you guys can watch the, uh, the riveting excitement of, of a father and daughter building a computer. And it turned I out really break. nice. Turned out really nice. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. All right, so to the topic at hand this week, arcades. This is going to be uh, part one in a 72-part series on arcade machines and arcade games. Uh, we're <laughs> going to do the first part today, and I'm going to do the other 71 parts. <laughs> I could just about do my own podcast on arcade stuff. That's the kind of history I have, but um, we're not going to go that deep tonight, today. We're going to talk a little bit about our personal history with arcade games. Um, we're not going to go into the, the overall general history of arcades because that's there's plenty of great documentaries for that. Uh, we're going to talk about our personal history, places that we've played games, games that we've played, uh, and fun that we've had working all the way up until last night as we enjoyed an evening at the local arcade. So we'll talk about that. So... I'm going to start off, we're going to go in chronological order, since we're talking about places that we've played, um, since I'm the, the elder elder, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about a brief history of, of, my, of my arcade playing. So I grew up in the, in the age of the, the arcade, so in the, in the late 70s, early 80s is when games like Space Invaders came out. Asteroids, and then shortly after that, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga, Dig Dug, all the classics. So at that same time was when I was like playing games at the arcade. So it was a perfect uh, mashup of, of time for me. And that being said, I enjoyed these games so much that I, it almost like drove my motivation anywhere we went of, hey, is there going to be an arcade there? <laughs> like. Mom and dad's taking us on a trip. Hey, is there going to be an arcade at the at the hotel? <laughs> or if we're going to the a mall, some mall, hey, is there going to be an arcade at the mall? And that's I was just so addicted. Uh, speaking about addiction, I can tell you that my first experience, here's a little side story, my first experience of deep depression is because of arcade games. So I was just a young kid and we were on a camping trip and dad gave me five bucks, said, Hey, go, go have fun with this five bucks. And, and this is something that, that we do. We went camping a lot when I was growing up. So five bucks, you go down to the, uh, the camp store and you could get an ice cream cone. You can get a balsa wood flyer. You can get a paddle ball. Remember those wooden paddles with the rubber band on it and the, the bouncy ball at the end of it. Yeah. And you go, boink, yeah. boink, boink, boink. You can get one of those and you can get a bag of chips and a soda and still have money left over with your five bucks. So, so that's pretty cool. Hey, go down to the camp store and here's five bucks. Go have some fun, kid. And I went down to the camp store and they had an honest to goodness arcade going on in there. And uh, so there's, I don't know, maybe a dozen or so games. And this is early arcade days. So this is all those classics I told you about the, uh, uh, Missile Command was was there for sure. I remember that. Space Invaders. Those are both black and white games. So that, that kind of dates the the generation of these games. 
I don't even know if it was late enough to have like Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man there, but there was uh, like a dozen games there. I turned my $5 into quarters and I played. And these games are designed to get about a minute to three minutes of enjoyment to the person. And then they're supposed to die, right? That's, that's (laughs) their intent. Obviously people got good at these games and could play for hours on a quarter. That was not me. So so I blew through that $5, you know, being addicted, like, oh, I only got to level two that time. I know I can get to level three next time. And uh, I walked back to the campsite and I was like depressed. Like I didn't know as, as like an eight-year-old kid what depression was probably. <laughs> but I had this feeling that I've never felt before. And it was just utter disappointment in myself that I blew all the money. Now, obviously I had a fun time, right? I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> but I walked away without my paddle ball or without my ice cream cone <laughs> and uh, and I just moped around for for the, the rest of the day there so that was uh, my my history with arcade games is deep as as that uh, self-discovery story just right there just tells you so let me get into some some happier times so all the malls around me growing up had an arcade and it was well, if you've seen any any movies that depict the 80s, you know, very dark, some neon lights, some sketchy carpet that probably smells like cigarette smoke, <laughs> you know, loud, loud music and just ching, 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 going on like nonstop. Um, you know, that was that was the arcades that we're talking about. And I could I could list for you my favorite game from each of those arcades. Like I could say. Aladdin's Castle at Clearwater Mall. I love playing the game 1942. Or I could say, um, oh, even going to Disney. Disney had lots of arcades. Uh, Disney at the Pioneer Hall had a game called 720. This is a little bit more recent, like a, a late 80s game. It's a skateboarding game. Very, uh, very specific game that has a very neat controller for it to, to skateboard with. Um, so 720 favorite game that I played there. There was a, uh, a big arcade at the contemporary resort in Disney. Um, huge arcade. And I think it was called like the Festiva family Festiva fun park or something like that. And they had a Tron machine oh. in there and it was a, like a sit down, almost like a photo booth. Like you'd go into a photo booth and, you know, kiss your girlfriend type photo booth type thing. So you'd go into, you'd sit in it. And the, it would be all dark inside there, and you'd play Tron, which is an iconic game, especially at that time, because that was a huge uh, you know, Disney movie for them. So seeing that game at a Disney location and playing that was, was pretty darn cool. So I could, I could do this for like hours, like telling you the name <laughs> of the arcade, where it was in, in, in relative, you know, geography to my house you know did i ride my bike to it or did my parents drive me to it and i could tell you a dozen games that were in there and the ones that i would always play um that's how that's how important it was to me for arcade games so it should be no no mystery why i raised my kids to enjoy arcade games now growing up there was also a tv show called silver spoons i don't know girls if you've ever heard of silver spoons no um you know, the term silver spoon means that you're, you're rich, right? You're born rich or whatever. So the, the silver spoon show was about this rich kid 
And I think I think it maybe it was a rich family that adopted a kid. I think that's what the the, the deal was. But the uh, the family had this big house, and the house had like six or seven arcade machines in it, and that was like mind blowing. Like watching this TV show, mm-hmm. a a family had arcade games in their house. That was an insane concept. Like these people must be so rich, like richer than anybody can imagine. Now that that was much more impressive than the fact that they had a train that ran through their house into their backyard. <laughs> that's that's nothing, right? Uh, everybody's got a train in their house, but arcade machines? That was just mind-blowing. And so every episode you'd see these these six or seven games, you know, lining up on the wall and you're wondering what what in the hell is this kid do what what is the story about this kid's leaving the house and like going to school and stuff why isn't he just staying there playing these games 24 hours a day he's got an arcade in his house what 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 this that should be the show it's a kid (laughs) with an arcade but the show had you know it had probably like full house vibe to it where something would happen and they'd play sad music at the end of it but there should be nothing sad in this kid's life he's got a freaking arcade so so growing up seeing that and then just like everybody my age was like, hey, did you see that show? That kid has arcade machines. That'd be so cool. Like if I ever won the lottery, I'm going to have arcade machines in my house. <laughs> so fast forward, you know, 30 years later, all the kids that watched that show are now parents that own houses. <laughs> and there is no mystery why games like Arcade 1-Up, which is the the uh, the brand of arcade machines that you can buy at Walmart or Best Buy. You've seen them. Yeah, they got Miss Pac-Man. They've got Ninja Turtles. There's no mystery why those are so popular right now. It's because all the kids that grew up saying, someday I'm going to have an arcade in my house. And now they can. You know, They can go down to Best Buy and throw $400 down or go down to Walmart and wait until the, the old ones aren't selling anymore and you get them for $200. And you've got a freaking Miss Pac-Man machine. Now, it's not the same quality that the, the ones in the arcades are, but it's still a freaking Miss Pac-Man machine for 200 bucks sitting in your basement. So so that being said, um, over the years, I got into the hobby of uh, buying, restoring, building, and modifying arcade machines. So this goes back probably 10, 15 years. As soon as I had a basement <laughs> that could hold an arcade machine, I decided, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to buy one, build one. I'm going to do something. And I got into that hobby now building and repairing and and upgrading and, uh, restoring arcade games will probably be a a future episode because that can go pretty deep. But, uh, long story short, yes, this dude here, uh, has two thumbs and a crap ton of video games in his house. So, (laughs) so I made it silver spoons. You got nothing on me. I don't have the train though. Damn it. I want a train now. We had Thomas trains. I'm nothing. No, this train the dude sat on. <laughs> like like one of those malls, like where they yeah, carry the kids. Exactly around. like one of those. But huge. Like the one in the mall, tiny, right? Like tiny the one little at track. Um uh, not the not the big one that goes around the whole park. Not mm. that size. The kind that you sit on like you sit on the top of it. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to pull up on YouTube a, a Silver Spoons episode and show you, <laughs> uh, and then you can get a gist for uh, for the type of peer pressure that that I grew up spending my entire life trying to achieve the the greatness of owning an arcade machine. <laughs> 
so that's where we're at. So, so I've had arcade machines at home probably for the last 10 or 15 years. And the girls have, have gotten to, uh, to play on them. In fact, I, I built one for the girls for Amber for Christmas. You were Spoiler, probably, what, I was like, going to talk about that. Okay. You can, you can talk about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they've, uh, hopefully enjoyed my hobby of, of arcades and have grown to love their own games, you know, not just games that I say, Oh, you need to try this one out. Now they're branching out and they're trying their own games. So, so I'll put a, uh, put a pin in my history there and we'll go to Amber now. All right. I guess I'll pick up where you left off. Um, you know, I, you know, when I was young, I don't think there were many arcades that were like supposed to be arcades. You know, we had Chuck E. Cheese, um, which had, you know, a couple arcade games and a couple arcade-esque games, um, that you would like put your token in and get some tickets out and get a little plastic spider ring or whatever. Those are all um, scams. Scam games. <laughs> Scam games. Um, but we have a place here called Funland that, um, we went to probably more than Chuck E. Cheese, um, and it had a lot more diverse stuff. And, you know, once you're a little bit older, you can have some fun there also. Um, but I remember one of my earliest um, exposures to arcade games, besides the ones in our basement, um, was playing Cowboys of Moo Mesa at the Funland. Um, and, you know, they had, you know, the same kind of token scam games. Um, but in the children's play area you know you climb through the the ball pit and all that icky stuff and you can climb out on the other side and they had a couple like mini machines um and one of them had cowboys and mumesa and i played that a lot like a lot a lot and i played the same cow every time (laughs) the blue one surprise surprise um and I would just play that. And I, I think I played it by myself because I don't know how you could have multiple people playing on that one tiny machine. Um, but once I played that, I was I was really into it. And I don't know, at, at home you had that big machine um, that had like four control or maybe two or two to four control controls sections on it. Um, and I remember you probably had that on there. And you definitely had X-Men on there. And that was my second favorite game because I played as Dazzler. And then my love of X-Men and Dazzler just expanded, just was crazy. So that was really neat. Um, That's probably why X-Men is my favorite Marvel name (laughs) to this day because I I had so much of that as a kid. and so then I remember you you built a lot of machines and you sold a lot. And then one Christmas morning, I don't know, I was somewhere between six and eight years old. I go downstairs and right there is a pastel blue and pink with, with princess stickers, giant arcade machine for me. And I was ecstatic. It was it was amazing. Um, the actual paint code for that is bippity boppity blue. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think we went to Home Depot or whatever, and I picked out the princess booklet, and you just took a couple colors out of there that I liked. 
Um, so that was really nice. And I don't know, you had like a computer screen in there and you had some other games, like computer games that could be played on like joystick and stuff also, right? Yeah, there was, um, what were those weird marshmallow looking boobahs? Boobahs, yeah. Yeah, they had a, a computer game of that that I loaded in there also, along with the arcade machine. Arcade There's games. also a, a Dora Explores the World game I remember playing a That's lot. That's right, yeah. She went to France. It was so cool. Um, so that was really nice, and I, I played that a lot. I think I played the Leprechaun game on there. Um, yes. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember that game or a similar game? Those were called Moppet was the company that made those games and they were made specifically for kids like mm-hmm. simple controls like simple like hard to die type games <laughs> um do you remember one of those being at Funland also i don't think so yeah to the right of the game that you were talking about the cowboys at Mumesa, was and it, it was either leprechaun or it was the tugboat one the tugboat you're basically just oh. driving a tugboat and those machines yeah that you're talking about they're called cabarets a cabaret upright, which is basically like a two-thirds size arcade cabinet uh, built for kids. And Moppets, all the Moppets, not to be confused with Muppets, has nothing to do with <laughs> Jim Henson. Moppet, uh, the company, always built uh, cabaret-style machines, perfect size for kids. That's awesome. Yep. Um, so I played that a lot. Um, and then once we got older, you know, some of these places started popping up, at least to my recollection where you didn't have to pay a quarter to play. You could just pay 10, $15 at the door and stay for an hour or two hours and play as much as you want. So I think we went to one place like that in Florida. Yep. That was down in Tarpon Springs. And then one in New Jersey. Yep. We found one up there also. We went to the comic book men's store and that was nearby or something. Yep. So I don't know which one we went to first, and I don't remember what games that I played a lot of there. Um, but now, more recently, I've been to uh, a similar place in Minnesota, um, and it's probably the biggest one that that I've seen. They, you know, they advertise on their website that they have like two hundred game cabinets or whatever, and I don't think wow. they had quite that many. Um, they probably just rotate them out and have backups if something needs fixing. Um, but they had a good amount and they had, uh, they had DDR. So <laughs> danced a little bit. Um, yeah, the, the two player DDR and, um, they had some really cool ones. Um, one of my favorites recently playing, um, at reclaim the local one here. And they also had it in, um, in Minnesota was, um, crystal castles and in that game you play as a little bear and you get gems and there's things i don't know what these things are it's hard to tell um they things try to kill you um and you use a little trackball uh to play and it and playing two different machines it's kind of cool but both were like imperfect in their own ways like the one here kind of has a bad screen and bad colors on it but a really good ball but the one in Minnesota was the exact opposite. The ball was a little stiffer, but I could actually see what the game was supposed to look like. <laughs> hmm. um, so yeah, that's I guess that's my 
experience with arcade games. Cool. Yeah, we've uh, we've been to a couple of those type places, which again, there's there's no mystery why those are popular. It's because the people my age are the ones going to them. You know, where the the working force age is is going to these places, arcade arcades, uh, and paying the the one fee to get in and playing all the all the games they want, bringing their kids and that kind of stuff. So it was just a matter of time. There's there's something that you grew up with that 20 years from now is going to be popular again. And your kids are going to be like, what? Maybe it's like uh, an interactive uh, Bratz restaurant or something like that. And you guys are like, oh yeah, uh, honey, your, your fourth birthday, we're, we're going to have at uh, Bratz cafe. Um, and yeah, we're going to have so much fun there. And mommy's going to tell you about all the Bratz dolls that she used to have. So you laugh now, but just wait, you'll, you'll see that everything. I hope hope that happens. Everything that was popular for you growing up is, is going to be like the retro thing to go and do with your kids when, when you get older. All right, Danny, you ready? Yeah. Let's hear it. Well, same for me. The kind of start was like Funland and Chuck E. Cheese was more like modern modernized kind of games but like in an arcade style not really like the classics but they're still fun and then more of like the classic games was started in my own basement it's kind of a (laughs) plus of having arcade building dad and that was really cool I can just go down to the basement, play some Frogger. I think we had, did we have um, a Tony Hawk game? Tony Hawk, that was a PlayStation game that was loaded on one of the uh, arcades that I had. The special uh, Quasi-Cade was the name of that arcade that actually took consoles, like four consoles inside it. And you could switch between the four of them from the from the upper deck. Yeah, that was, that was the one I most vivid remember playing I really like that one but yeah start in the basement then um, I was also going to touch on going on family trips and always looking for a local arcade wherever we go and I remember the one in Florida where we just paid for an hour or two and that was that was really fun because I think that was like one of the first times I did that and then guys a, a goofy kind of not an introduction, but experience was watching um, Wreck-It Ralph. It was kind of fun to see all the like characters that I never really knew. And I'd just be like, oh, who's that? And then dad would be like, oh, that's from this game or that's from this game. <laughs> and then going to arcades, and I'm like, I remember seeing Qbert in that movie. He yeah. was homeless. <laughs> he was homeless and I was sad. <laughs> and it was kind of fun because um, f- for some of their games, they couldn't really um, copy them like right away or like perfectly. So they kind of had like off-branded kind of ones and dad would be like, oh, that's supposed to be like this game. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Didn't pay for the full rights. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was, that was cute. And yeah, now we're here playing games in an arcade near us and that's that's really cool 
another thing that Danny and I did, we went to Dave and Buster's, the, I guess, oh. adult movies. Um, and, you know, we, we got a group on there, so we were like, whatever. And we didn't have too many credits, and all the games were, like, I don't know, too many credits. Um, so Danny and I just spent the entire time <laughs> playing the claw machine because that was, like, the least credit thing there. And we were like, as a joke, we were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll throw a couple at the claw machine. And we actually walked away with, like, 20 prizes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first claw machine that actually, like, gave prizes. Yeah. I don't know if we just got lucky or if that thing was, like, easier to play. To prizes, but we were proud of ourselves that day. <laughs> Maybe so they play it 20 times after they realize they can keep winning. Yeah, places like Dave and Buster's, same thing. They're they're popular because of, um, you know, all the Chuck E. Cheese era kids. And we, we grew up with Chuck E. Cheese and uh, Showbiz Pizza was the other one, the, the other big competitor, which was basically the same thing, just different characters. So all the, all the generation that grew up with those places going to uh, birthday parties, and now they're old enough to to drink. <laughs> they got to go to uh, you know Dave and Buster's now. And some of the some of the games that are still coming out are pretty fantastic. Like you see, uh, like Subway Surfers or you know Crossy Road or something like that. That it is a very very iconic uh, app game is turned into an arcade game. And, and again, they're all like that stupid ticket system type thing. Like. You're going to play and get 14 tickets and then you go and see what you can get with that 14 tickets. And they're like, no, you got to come back with another 4,000 tickets to get this stick of gum. But, <laughs> um, but those type of places, they're still fun to go to um, and play some games and see what, what's new. Some of the games that are coming out, like the retro games like Space Invaders, Galaga, uh, Pac-Man that they're coming out with, with big, like, takes up a whole wall type uh, display games those are actually pretty neat to to see it's still still iterating on the classic game and, and making it new and fresh for for a, a different audience but yeah those places are cool um like i said we could i could spend hours on this episode alone uh which i did not prepare for now normally i prepare for episodes a little bit whether it sounds like it or not i prepare and make some notes and that kind of stuff. This one, I just went in cold and said, I'm just going to start riffing on, on arcades. So the stuff that I thought that I could riff on, like I said, I still got hours that I could talk about, but I'm not going to. So we can save that uh, for another time and we'll talk about some more arcade type stuff. Um, so we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, how about the audience out there? Tell us what kind of arcade games you like, what kind of arcade places you've been to, uh, if you grew up with a favorite arcade uh, in your local area that you went to and spent all your $5 of quarters and went home <laughs> and drank yourself to sleep with some uh, some cough syrup. Um, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it just got dark. <laughs> Chris's past. Whoa. It just got dark. <laughs> Amber's like, that explains a lot of things. Boy Scout badge for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but send us an email podcast at familygeekery.com tell us your your history of uh, arcades and what your favorite games are and uh if you want to get real fun you can play stump the chris and try to list me out a game to see if i've ever played it before there's um in the u.s market 
somewhere between four and 6,000 games that got created over the years. So I haven't played them all, but uh, I've played my share. I can tell you that much. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out that video that hopefully gets processed eventually about <laughs> Amber and I uh, building that, that uh, computer. And if you have any questions about that or want any tips on building gaming computers, again, send us an email or, or just reply uh, in the comments of that video. And I'll be happy to help you guys out with your computer building or upgrading needs. And other than that, girls, anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. So we're going to leave you, as always, with our patented P. Oh. Right now. Ready? Oh, oh, oh. Peace, Peace, Peace out. out. And, and geek out. out. <laughs> you kind of dropped that one on us. Yeah, you guys are slow on the pickup. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out. Now I need to go and like patent the idea for that Bratz restaurant. Because yeah. <laughs> if I don't, someone's going to steal it and become rich and have a train in their freaking house. <laughs>